When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now, at the end of Seven Goblins Part 7, I was told that I, there was some sort of altar to be found in the Old North Woods. Apparently, I'd found it before, but actually I hadn't. So anyway, now I'm going to the Old North Woods to find this altar and deal with Terracook's... Let me see, uh, let's put this name again. Tekuk, Tekuk's avatar, and thus the ordeal, some sort of blow against him that will stick. Because when I whooped his ass just recently, it's not going to stick, because that's, that's, he's using his own Neville realm. Where you can just decide to come back completely unharmed. Yep. Anyway, so back. So here I am, Old Northwood. Bordered by Lake or Iwanian on the south, and the stone hoods of northwestern Tulsa on the north, this legendary, some would say, haunted forest remains a place that few willingly dare to tread. Much of the forest is, and has been, in prolonged state of decay for several centuries, its once proud hardwood giants black with what? A few areas of the wood, however, appear to have escaped the unnatural blight that has managed to conquer the west of the forest. Now you can rest here, but you only restore your stamina points. So, anyway, got to explore this area. I've got a few things to find. Exploring the old north wood. A heavy, eerie silence hangs over the gloomy, decaying wood. Now and again, the distant, chilling sound of some strange forest creature reaches your ears. As you move through the thick, tangled maze of towering, rotting hardwoods, explore now. Nothing that time. While exploring the old north wood, you suddenly find yourself approaching the old old broad mouth, forbidding mouth of a dark cave. Yeah, it's, it's another one of those dark caves. It's exactly like the caves we encountered in Bentlin Wood a while back. That is another episode you can listen to if you haven't already. Anyway, so you, you fight a whole load of stuff and you get a few loot drops at the end and a teeny bit of XP. Not, not really. Not really the best source for any of those things. But something to do if you're exploring anyway. Yep, nothing that time. Explore the ancient forest, nothing that time. Nothing that time. Nothing that time. Nothing that time. Something turn up already. Ooh, I, a lot of nothing this time. Ooh, finally, an old man. His, bank, his back terribly bent, with a long white beard, 
nearly touches the forest floor, suddenly hobbles out of the trees on your right. The elderly man, supporting his frail frame with the help of a stout wooden cane, looks startled to see you and gasps, sure that you mean him no harm, and he smiles. Don't catch many folks in these woods, he says, his voice hoarse and faint. You wouldn't catch up me this way either, were it not for these. The old man unfurls the fingers of his left hand and reveals four shiny pea-sized round stones. Stones, one red, one blue, one silver and one green. Each is a faint glow that corresponds with their brilliant hue. All right. The man introduces himself as Adamar and tells you that he's lost a total of 24 of the stones while searching the woods for ingredients for where elixir helps create. Should have been less trusting of this old pouch, he says, lifting up a torn leather bag attached to his belt. Two small holes, large enough for the pea-sized stones to sit through, have been worn through the bottom of the bag. Wandered far and wide through the forest, and the missing twenty stones could be anywhere. Eyes easily trace my steps to find them, but neither my eyes, my legs, nor memory are what they once were. And my size, and places the four stones into pockets of filthy cloth sack. If you could find and return the stones to me, I be I would gladly reward you. I don't suppose there's much hope in it. Perhaps it is but a fool's errand. You tell Admiral that you'll keep an eye out for his missing stones. Explore the forest, and he thanks you. I live in a small cottage on the eastern edge of the wood, he says, as you only be about to part ways. If you can fi- if you find any of them, stop in and let me know when you can. Good luck on whatever it is that calls you to this forsaken corridor of the kingdom, Zoop. Armour um, shuffles off into the woods, disappearing, leaning heavily on his cane. You watch him depart, till he disappears from sight amidst the dark, rotting trees of the old old wood. When he's gone, he once again sets off on your way. So now, yep. Your heart leaps as you spot a, a small glowing object lying amidst the rotting leaves and vegetation that blankets the forest floor. Moving closer, you're lazy to discover that one of the pea-sized stones that Ad will ask you to collect. You stare down at the glowing pea-sized red stone. Alright, there's a entry about that. The four different colours associated with the magic stones are directly related to how much experience they can provide the eventual finds them and returns them to their own Andamar. Guards and experience they provide, the silver stones are the most valuable, followed by red, then the blue, and finally the green. The reward that Mara has promised you for returning stones to him is separate from the experience reward you will receive upon completion of the tasks. You can choose not to pick up any stone that you may find if you wish to hold out for one of the more valuable colours. So, in this quest, you get the most XP if you only pick up the silver stones. But that might take a while. I mean, there are other sources of XP, but I think generally, most most people just... Wait a bit, wait a bit, and only pick up the silver ones. That way you get, I don't know, a 50% more XP or something like that. So, And that's thousands, thousands more XP at the end of this task. 
So anyway, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave that red stone there. Yeah, I'm going to leave that stone. Not quite sure of the decision, but trust, choosing to trust your instincts, you decide to leave the stone where it is. Without looking back, you continue on through the forest. Yeah, so anyway, I keep going. It's a blue stone. I think those are the those are, those aren't worth picking up at all. There's another blue stone. No, I'm not picking that up. So I'm not I'm not going to show you show me all the exploring I do to pick up those stones. I'm going to show you the first silver stone just so I can show you what happens when you actually pick them up. There was a red. I'm ignoring that. Yeah, it takes a while. Okay, but now I find my original quest. You've made special note of this location. The moss-covered idol. And you may return to it in the future, whenever you explore the old north woods. You stand at the base of a cracked, moss-covered stone idol. The ancient towering pillow stands ten feet tall. Carvings that depict a gruesome scene. A horde of goblins slaying, slaying armoured humans cover the mossy surface of the idol. A strange, unsettling feeling comes over you as you gaze upon the monument. I can use divination on it. Not surprisingly, you sense a powerful aura of evil surrounding the ancient idol. Surprise, surprise. Now, however, even though it is evil, I have to approach the idol. As you approach the idol, unsettling feeling that came over you only a moment ago deepens into dread. A white, snarling mist rises up from the base of the monument out of the swirling fog that is quickly enveloping the idol and emerges a terrifying apparition. The ghost that emerged from, from the mist swirling about the stone idol is a gruesome sight to behold. First, you're not entirely certain that, that the apparition drifting slowly is amusing. But as the glowing spirit raises its head, you cast aside all doubt. It is the leering, hideously disfigured face of a mountain goblin upon which your gaze locks. The ghost of a goblin, clad in a mix of leather and chain armour and wielding a hefty two-handed hammer, stares at you and scowls. The foul spirit of the departed goblin opens its mouth and appears to speak, but no words reach your ear. As the goblin raises its mighty hammer, instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance. Without a sound, the sinister goblin spirit rushes forward and attacks, striping at you with his ghostly instrument of death. I fight the hammer-wielding goblin spirit. Without a sound, the fearsome go goblin spirit swipes at you with its heavy hammer. Which it can lift. Is, is the hammer ghost? Is, is a regular hammer, in which case, how does the ghost pick it up? Or is it a ghost hammer? Anyway, some, something odd's going on here, but that's just how ghosts work here. They can they can touch you. They can touch these. They can move stuff. They just can. That's how ghosts work here. That's right. Yep. Um, we did, just did a brutal stroke for a bit of damage. It is slain. 70 experience. The glowing spirit of the hammer-wielding goblin shimmers brightly for a few moments, then vanishes, leaving you once again standing alone before the mossy stone idol. 
the fog that rose up from throughout the monument slowly dissipates until no trace of it remains. You're about to turn away from the idol and resume your trek through the forest when something red on the base of the idol catches your eye. You stoop down and examine the base of the idol and discover a small triangular impression set into its rough surface, a single red marking, an exact likeness of the tattoos adorning the workpiece, it's been speared into the stone at the base of the impression. It's certain this marking was not here. Here, when you first stumbled across the idol. Okay, now I'm going to keep approaching the idol. White swirling mist. Horrifying figure. It's the ghost again. Yeah. The ghost now emerging from the swirling mist that surrounds the stone idol. It's nearly identical to the last your creature notes, however, that the left leg of the gruesome goblin spirit is no longer phantasmal. The limb has assumed physical form. The hammer-wielding undead of a goblin opens its mouth and appears to, to speak, but once again, no words reach your ears. As the goblin wages its mighty hammer, you instinctively fall back and assume a dissented stance. Without a sound, the sinister goblin spirit rushes forward and attacks, swiping you with this ghostly instrument of death. It's a hammer-wielding undead goblin. It's only got one leg, that w- one wheel leg. It's slain. It's another 70 XP. And uh, it dissipates, the fog passes. And another one of those. Now there's two of those flame. Crimson flame marks on the idol. And approach the idol again. Okay, now the white and left legs. Physical. And I fight it again. It's going to keep fighting it. Keep fighting it. Another 70 XP. The fog dissipates. Three markings on, on the impression now. Do a bit of healing. Alright, approach the idol once more. What's this this time? The left leg, right leg, and left arm of the goblin spirit are no longer phantasmal. Three limbs of assumed physical form. Alright, yep, yeah, and fight it again, but it's getting slowly more real. I'm going to assume this is over. I'm going to assume it will end. When it's fi- finally entirely physical, and then I can properly kill it. Brutal stroke for 11 damage. Without a sound, the undead goblin swipes at you with his mighty hammer. And that's that. And 71 experience. It's a bit tougher, so I get a bit more experience. Leaving, yep, and the fog dissipates. There's four markings now. Another heal. Approach again. Now both legs and both arms of the goblin spirit are no longer fantastical. It tries to speak, but it hasn't got a mouth yet. And now I'm going to fight it. Okay, keep fighting it. Swipes with its mighty hammer. I swipe with my mighty sword. 71 XP. The fog dissipates. Blah, blah, blah. 
five markings now, just a couple more to go. Because I got it's going to be seven, because this is a question all about sevens. Alright, here we are. The, all the limbs and half the two's torso of the gruesome goblin spirit are no longer phantasmal. The goblin has nearly assumed full physical form. But I'm going to keep fighting it. Yes. Got to keep fighting the goblin spirit. No matter how real it becomes. 72 experience. Rise are once again drawn. And now six markings. Excuse me. Alright, approach the idol again. Alright, the whole torso. Alright, don't stop. He's no longer throwing his... The goblin has assumed full physical form. Wait, what about the head? Did that just go with the rest of the torso? The hammer-wielding hammer foe opens his fang-filled mouth and greets you with a grim snarl. Scattered have been the servants of Terrorhook, grumbles the fearsome creature as it steps towards you. The seven flames that brand you are mine to bear, human. A thousand years have I slept, and not for another moment will I deny the master, my master, the service of his true champion. Give me his hand. You suddenly realise the hideous goblin is demanding you hand over the hand of Tickle, which still clutches the black dem. Despite your... Misgivings about complying with the vicious creature's demand, you find yourself unable to obey, so I give him the hand. You cautiously step forward and present the hand of Telcook to the ha hammer-wielding goblin. The menacing creature snarls, snatches the object from you and gazes down upon it in, in a as a malicious grin spreads across his hideous face. Without a word, the goblin steps back, his eyes still fixed and the bone hand clutched tightly in his fingers. Suddenly, the goblin begins to fade from view. But before he is gone, his cruel eyes lock on you one last time. My master beckons, he groans. We shall meet again, human. It is destined for now. We are now one. A strange, though not unpleasant, sensation washes over you as the last trace of the leering creature disappears. You will forever remember the last few moments of his haunting stare. The dormant spirit of Turok's nameless avar now resides in the deep recesses of my soul. That doesn't sound nice at all. My melee rating has been permanently increased by two. My stamina points have been permanently increased by two or so. Oh my, oh my, oh my. That, that is good. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, I, I don't mind anymore. Apparently it's a good thing because my stats went up. Please continue. In the wake of the disappearance of Tucker's hammer-winning avatar, 
you are pleasantly surprised to find that the seven flame tattoos that adorned your white wrist are gone. To this day, the towering moss-covered pillow stone remains standing in the old northwoods. From time to time, you still visit the Arthur, hoping perhaps you'll find a clue or a name to attach to the gruesome, le- leering, leering face of the savage go- goblin Darcy's nameless avatar. As every now and then, silently slips in to haunt your dreams. Alright, it's, it's 3,000... And 72 experience to general. And five... 512 experience to all skills and powers. That is this... That is the Seven Goblin Saga completed. But... Let's just see how it's time. Yep, okay, we're only 20 minutes in. I think... I think I'm gonna... I'm, we got... I think, yeah, let's continue on and find those silver stones. Oh, I, I, I somehow made my way back to Trithic. Don't know how, don't know why. I guess I just had to end up somewhere. Alright, travel. Northwest. Alright, back to the old Northwood. Exploring the old Northwood. Greenstone, I don't want that. I don't want no greenstone. Except maybe to make my make any future residents I get look pretty. Because I need a lot more than a little pebble. The exploration of the gold Northwood is suddenly interrupted by an encounter with a lone black horn beetle. These large black shell beetles are aggressive carnivores. Luckily, they aren't normally found in large numbers. This massive barbed horn is a particularly effective weapon. Begin combat against it. The black horn beetle thrusts its massive barbed horn at you. And we get on. 2xp, 7 gold. Explore again. Yep, I'm just going to keep going until I find... It's a leafy prowler now. Leafy Prowler is a large black shell beetle commonly found in northern insects. Leaves and other forest debris stick to its slime-coated shell, providing the insect with an excellent camouflage and earning the creature its name. Hmm, so it's, also, it's like a land-based version of the decorator crab. Yeah, nice. Although admittedly, admittedly another sort of beetle that people uh, there's a similar trick is I think it's the assassin the assassin beetle or bug or whatever uh, but rather than just sticking leaves and sticks and stuff it just it just sticks it just sticks the bo- the bodies the things it's just slain so it just ends up looking a bit dark soulsy by the end of it uh, yes yes there's there's lots and lots of beetles. Because God is inordinately fond of them. That's why he keeps making them. And if you ever wonder why God doesn't answer your prayers, he's busy making another beetle. He's just... He likes beetles more than you. You just just deal with it. God likes beetles more than you. That, it's, just, it's just science. 
theological science, which means it's not science. It's, that's just theology. Yeah, that, that's this way. Yeah. Anyway, going to fight it now. It's two of them. The aggressive leaf-covered beetles snap at you with their broad pincers. Alright, you've slain your foe. 3 XP. Explore again. I'm just going to... Okay, here's... Here's something new. You emerge from the tangled thicket and find yourself at the edge of a small forest clearing. On the far side of the clearing sits a large mound of upturned earth, middle of which is a wide hole. Your pulse grips quint when you suddenly realise you are looking at a jade fanged lair. What's a jade fang? Jade fang links. These giant dog-sized ants get their name from the pair of bright green pincers that adorn their jet black heads. Jade fang ants are territorial and aggressive and usually attack anything within sight. Gruesome tales involved in these deadly predatory ants we found in virtually every corner of the North Broadlands, and their fearsome reputation is well earned. Many towns and villages have been ravaged by these foul and fearless creatures over the centuries. This is a scale scenario. So every no matter how much you boost your air, your melee rating, they're going to be exactly as difficult. But raising your SP and your NV has an effect. And if there are any scaled weapons that, if there are any weapons that give a bonus to bugs or insects or ants or whatever. They would have an effect, but I don't think there are any. Might, there might have been some obscure ones at Tally's once, or maybe in a package, but none that I can recall right now. We're going to enter the Jade Fang Lair. You step down into the wide hole, says so the mound, and find yourself standing at a tall slopes gently down into the earth. You're standing just inside the entrance to the ant lair. To the north, the tunnel slopes down into the earth, while to the south lies a broad hole that leads out into the old northward. Sunlight streams in through the hole. Head north. Cautionally, putting you through the periscope, eh? making your way along the passage to the north. Daylight floods into the ant lair from the opening to the south, revealing a narrow, rubble-choked passage littered with the bones of the victims of the ravenous predators that make this nightmarish lair their home. The corridor you're following heads north and south from here. You're about to step further into the tunnel when suddenly two jade fang ants appear out of the gloom and rush towards you, the deadly pincers snapping wildly. The jade fang ant snaps at you with powerful pincers. And it's the next one, 4xp. Jade fang staggers twice and then topples over onto its silent spot. You're having ant with pincers snapping wildly. Charges forward and attacks. I fight another one. Snaps it with his powerful pincers, but when it's done, it was defeated by a battle rage. You spend a few moments catching your breath and examining the carcass of the hideous ants now strode over the passage at your feet. After catching your breath following the brutal fight, you once again prepare to continue on your way through the jade fanged lair. Alright, I can go north again. Moving on a lower, border strewn section of tunnel you're beholding. South, the faint and reassuring light of day pierces the gloom of the ant hair. Ant lair with just a few thin, ghostly, ghostly ways. 
The passage you're following heads north and south from here. The sound of scuttling from up ahead reaches your ears, and you instinctively assume a defensive stance. Only a moment before three large J-fanged anks surge out of town, stepping, stepping back and placing yourself between the two towering boulders. You prepare to engage the fearsome creatures one at a time. It's a jade fang hunter ant. They snap at me. They're powerful. Could be pincers. And it's another one. The second of the mighty hunter. Jade fang hunter ants. Climbs over the carcass of slain kin and attacks. And it is slain for another six of speed. The third and last of them scuttles forward and attacks. And down, down they go. Another six XP. The last of the hunter rats lying dead at your feet, and nearly on top of the carcasses of its kin, you wipe the sweat and grime from your brow and spend a few moments catching your breath. After listening carefully for almost a minute to make certain no more ants are approaching along the passage, you become more convinced that you are not in any. You become convinced you are not in any repair and prepare to once again set off on your way. Head north along the tunnel. You're standing in a wide junction of four tunnels. Small pools of water is formed in, in, in the exact centre of this junction, and scattered across the floor is a wide assortment of bones, some of them human. The tunnel you're following heads north, north, south, northeast, and northwest from here. The sound of snapping pincers to your right causes your heart to skip a beat. You spin in the direction of sound and find yourself face to face with the jade fang out surging out of the gloom. The fearless hunter ant charges at you and attacks. Begin combat. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, and it is slow. Following your victory, you spend a few moments catching your breath and making certain that all your equipment is attacked. When at last you're satisfied that all is set, you once again make ready to set out on your way through the jade fang lair. Now, this, as I said, I'm going to go northwest from here. You're moving through an empty section of the tunnel that's particularly low ceiling. The corridor you're following heads north and southeast from here. Clinging to the wall of the passage, just about eye level, is a bulging, clear skin dorm that you almost that you immediately recognise to be a jade fandetta hog. Recall tales of the wondrous healing properties of the sick, thick, sweet nectar these poles could tell you. Okay, I'll take that. You punch into the thick, clear skin of the pod and scoop up several handfuls of the sweet, syrupy nectar that runs out the hole. Healing properties of the nectar go to work almost immediately. Eight stamina points restored. Healed or refreshed, you turn away from the rediments of the nectar bog and once again prepare to set off on your way. So I can go north from here. You're moving through a wide portion of Without warning, a massive jade, jade fang gang charges into view up the gloom to the north. It immediately rushes towards you. Hold your ground and fight the massive jade fang ant. You boldly hold your ground as the massive jade fang advances swiftly upon you. Its oversized head sways from side to side as it bears down on you with its fearsome pincers stretched wide. Yes, okay, I'm going to fight this one. Jade Fangan snaps to its powerful pincers. But I keep slashing and it down it goes. 11 XP. A thick stream of gay ooze pours out of the bulky carcass of the slain ant. 
Almost immediately, a nauseating stench fills the air, making your eyes water and nearly taking your breath away. You take several steps back from the hideous creature's remains and quickly check over your equipment before preparing to plan once again, thankfully, to set off on your way. Okay, I just caught tunnel goes north. You've dug your you're in a now section of tunnel that appears to have been recently dug. The bones of many small animals, as low as several shards of human skull, lie scattered across the floor of the passage. The passage you're following heads northeast, southeast, and south from here. The unnerving sound of scuttering echoes along the passage from all directions, so you quickly find yourself facing four J-Fangs, giant ants closing on you from all sides, leaving you no option for flight. As the first of the fierce animations throws its bill away and you steal yourself, will likely prove to be a brutal combat. Contest is the J-Fang ant again. And fighting it, fighting it, it's gone. First of the four ants topples over dead, leaving you face to face its fear, three fearless kin. Determined to survive the onslaught, you leap back and assume a combat ready stance. The second ant, giant ant, moves in and attacks. I'm going to fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it, fight, fight, fight. Just slain. The third of the four ants is the largest of the bunch. Fortunately, it seems to be the quickest. With unnerving speed, the bulky J-Fang rushes at you. Its pinches stretch wide in the anticipation of cutting you in half. Begin combat. Snaps it. The enemy's powerful pincers bite into my flesh for eight damage. You've slain your foe. The last of the four ants charge forward and attacks, snapping you wildly with its de deadly bright green pincers. And it, it, I fight, we fight, we fight, we fight, we fight. Fight, 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 fight. Now I've got full XP. Alright, with the carcasses of the four jade fans licking chant, you quickly check over your equipment. Once, but once again, prepare to set off on your way. Bit of healing. Bit more healing. Bit more healing. Okay, fully healed now. Northeast. You're at a wide fank junction of three broad tunnels. Elbows of rocks slab through the ground and ceiling here at irregular intervals. You to believe that the outlet passes beneath a sizable portion of ledge. The passage you're following leads southwest, southeast, and north from here. Two very large J-Fangs, their, their pincers broader and longer than any of the other ranch you've encountered thus far. Charge after the tunnel to the north and then stop. The two ants appear to be guarding the northern passage. Well, whatever they're guarding, I want it, so I'm going to attack these large J-Fan ants. You step forward, and immediately, the ant closest to you washes ahead, snapping its pincers wildly. I fight a J-Fan guardian ant. Now, there's no extra description about that. It snaps at me with its powerful pincers. Okay. The second Jade Fang Guardian Ant rushes forward and attacks. And I fight that one too. Okay, I'm going to have to heal in battle. Just in case. Okay, and I've slain this foe. 7 XP. The second of the Jade Fang Guardian Ants is only as it's expired. And the sound of many scuttling feet suddenly fill the passage. 
before you can even contemplate taking flight, your sides are surrounded by six half-sized jelly bands. These smaller ants whose duties construct the ne nectar pods that feed the colony are still dangerous and are quite determined to defend their lair, with flight no longer an option. You plant your feet and prepare to engage the six ants now closing in on you from all sides. I find six jade fang harvester ants. Okay, and there we go. You step back from the pile of jade fang corpses that lick the grounds at your feet and grimly admire your handiwork. Taking a few moments to catch your breath, you really turn your eyes to the ceiling heading passage heading north passage. Little doubt this tunnel will lead you to the queen. You're at a wide, flat junction of three broad tunnels. Elbows of rocks slab through the ground and ceiling here at regular intervals. Easy to believe that this antler, yeah, tunnel you're following, headed southwest, northeast, and north from here. Alright, and note. Now we're in a grey box. There are still more enemies in this lair suite. Defeating all the enemies in the lair before facing this scene, you'll receive an additional experience bonus at the end. I, I don't particularly want that. So I'm going to head north along the tunnel. You cautiously continue through the perilous J-Fang lair, making your way along corridors to the north. The tunnel you have been following ends abruptly at a natural stone arch that leads to a cavernous hollow uh, from rock. You step beneath the arch and are about to proceed cautiously into the broad chamber when the sound of something dragging itself across the ground sends a chill the length of your spine. You turn to your left and sit there in shock and heart Gigantic, terrifying shape looming out of the shadows. Please continue. A massive jade fang ant emerges from the gloom, dragging its bulbous, bloated abdomen on the ground as it, stead as it steadily moves forward. The queen ant, almost three times the size of any other jade fang's grandstar, lowers her head and stretches wide her fearsome princesses, fitting them neatly around the edges of the, edges of the many boulders that litter her chamber. With a rapid flick of her head, the mighty queen of the hive hurls the border at you. Now, I got responses to this. Fortification, telekinesis, elementalism, or, if I had it, which I don't, and I don't even know what it is, shadow magic. Use telekinesis. You call upon your power telekinesis. He focuses on the hurl of boulder and with great strain manages to send the massive rock off, off course. The boulder smashes into the wall behind you to your right, sending a shower of earth down onto you from above. The queen ant lumbers forward, snapping her massive pincers wildly. She lowers her head in preparation of making quick work the human that has made it to the inner sanctum of her lair. You plant your feet and steer yourself to face this mighty creature. You find the great fang queen ant. Yes. The massive queen ant snaps at you with her powerful pincers. The enemy's powerful pincers bite into your flesh. Uh, uh. Uh, I'm kind of lucky these aren't like... Regular ants, but huge, because regular ants also have acid attacks from range. And of course, regular ants, but huge, that'd be just 
so many more of them. They just keep coming and coming and coming at you until you're dead. But fortunately, I presume, as they got really big, as they got big, their reproduction might slow down or something. Or something happened anyway, they're not in as a larger groups as you find in art world. Or maybe, or maybe they're just lucky. That their ants may be big, but they're not, they're not super duper numerous, because then, well, this wouldn't be a world of humans, it would be a world of ants. Even more so. You step back from the oozing carcass of the slain Jade Fang Queen. The bloated body of this Norris ant is leaking a torrent of thick grey ooze, which quickly fills the countless chamber with a nauseating strength. Wiping the sweat, blood and grime from your brow, you cast your eyes around the sizable hollow that houses ferocious creature and are appalled to see the countless bones and piles of rotting remains, most of the human that are piled up at the far end. Set apart, apart from the larger piles, likely a recent addition to Moy's collection, is a dismembered corpse of a young man, perhaps no, no more than 30 years of age, who decides to quickly search the body. You find a cloth pouch tied to the man, young man's belt. Clyde's discovery contains three of Aldermont's last stones. Wasting no time, you reach the pouch and retrieve the three pea-sized palatinum stones. You also discover a leather pouch hidden away in, in, in an inside pocket of the unfortunate man's tunics. Much to surprise, the pouch contains four adventurer tokens. Oh no, I think Adamore sent someone else on this quest first. Someone who made a bit more progress than us. But then, who, who then decided to search inside the Jade Fang lair. And well, um, was killed. But, I get his, I get 480, and I get some of those pea-sized silver stones, if you this pea-sized glowing silver stone is one of the stones that the white-bearded man you met in the thick of Old Northwoods, Aldabar, claims to have accidentally lost during during exploration in the forest. He asked you to visit him at his cottage on the eastern edge of the woods. He can reward you in the event you discover any of his lost stones. Okay, so there we are. Four adventure tokens, very nice. You wander through the bones and rotting remains that fill the far end of the war chamber and discover an assortment of items. Alright, scale belt and a hide belt, I'll take those. Nothing else is worth taking. 47 gold. Alas, convinced there is nothing else of value to be found here, prepare to make your way out of the lair. Lest any of the way, the dentions will return and find you standing over the corpse of the queen. Well done, Zoop, for your valiant victory of vicious density size, you will now receive a much-deserved experience reward. 192 XP to General, and 24 XP to all skills and powers. Where is the danger that, that more of the foul J found ants could return to the lair at any moment? Cautiously, but quickly, make your way out of the hive. Retracing your steps through the twisting tunnels that brought you to the Queen's Chamber proves to be relatively easy. With only a few minutes, you emerge from the gloomy passages into the dim light of the old Northwood. 
as you scurry away from the antler, you can't help but wonder what what the action of any t- returning ants will be when they find a hide ravaged in their queen slain. Until Jay Fang's lair disappears into the tree behind you, take solace in the fact that you've at least helped to combat one, which is the most ravenous and feared predator of man. Much as flies have thrown you a short while, you find yourself back at the edge of the forest, in the same spot where you first stepped into the watching trees. For what will the ants do? They'll just make a new queen. And that new queen will quickly breed more ants to replace that which was lost. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go to west here to heal my health. Now, let's see. Explore the old knife woods again. Let's keep going. Oops, two cave goblins now. Claw at me viciously. Explore again. Explore again. It's a whetstone. I don't want a whetstone. I only want silver stones. Silver stones only. Those are all that I want. It's a tri-jaw. Armed with three sets of powerful jaws. The abruptly named tri-jaw prefers to attack its victim with a long carved, long sharp horn. Once incapacitated, the victim of this vicious beetle will be quickly devoured. Alright, I fight the twidrill. Right, it thrusts its sharp horn at me, but it's a slave nonetheless. Keep going. Go keep going until I find the first silver stone. Your heart bleeds as you spot a small glowing object lying amidst the washing leaves vegetation that blankets the forest floor. Moving closer, you are later discovered just one of the pea-sized stones that has asked you to collect. You stare down at the faintly glowing silver stone. Take the silver stone. Reach down and take the stone. Taking it safely amongst your possessions. You now have a total of four of Aldermar's stones in your possession. You need only find 16 more of them. Okay, I'm going to pause... You've only gone a short way from the spot where you found the stone, when the sound from behind startles you. It's the unmistakable sound of a heavy football. You spear out, prepare to face whoever is approaching you unseen. No one is there. Unnerved by the stunning incident, you try to push it out of your mind as you hurry along through the woods. Wait a minute. I found a stone and someone... Is this Alvamar putting more stones down for me to find? Which is why I can... Pick the colours. Okay, yeah, that must that must be it. That must be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks. I'm pretty convinced he's he's putting the stones down so I could fire them. Please continue. Right, I'm pausing now, and I'll come. I will we'll come back when I found all twenty stones. Okay, now found all twenty stones. I accidentally picked up a green stone. Instead of a silver stone, this reward will be a little bit less. But I'll just, I'll settle for that. I'll settle for that. It's easy to do that. It's, it's easy just to take, get, to grind that difference. Then to go through the whole quest again. Anyway, so I'm going to go to Aldemar's Cottage. 
the small, humble dwelling of the old man you know as Aldemar is little more than a one-room stone stack, sack, sack with a thatched, moss-covered roof. It's on the very edge of the dark spect of the north, old north woods. The tiny cottage seems a, very lo seems a lonely place indeed. Move up to the hut and see someone moving inside through the small window next to the door. Rap on the door. The door opens and Madame greets you warmly and swiftly ushers you into his ramshackle but altogether cosy dwelling. He offers you a steaming mug of pain and implores you to take a seat by the fire. After the damp chill of the old north wound, you're eager to accept both. How about some stew then, he says, fussing, fussing with a pot down in front of his cracked earth. Swab it and squirrel, although I confess... I confess to you, most of squirrels. Not squirrels from that curse, would he? Well, not most of them, anyhow. You politely accept his generous offer, and he hands you a bowl of the thick, savoury broth. Well then, what is this? says Aldemar, his eyes wide and he beef his bushy eyebrows as you hand him a pouch containing the twenty stones he asks you with finding. I can't quite believe it. I really can't. How did you manage this? Well, I just kept pressing the explore, explore the old north wood button for about an hour, and then I, I only picked up the silver ones because I get more XP. That's how I did it. That's what, that's what I, the player, did. I assume Zoop just wandered around old north wood for a few weeks and probably had to buy some new shoes at the end of it. Keeping the details of your exploits in the... Oh, oh yeah, I also waited the Jade Fangler. Old Northwood to a minimum. You give Adamar an edited and brief account of your search for the stones. They certainly are beauties, are they not? He asks, pulling them into, onto his table, running his hands over them. I've got to reward you somehow for this. Just got to. And miss... Ah, yes. That'll be just the thing. Adamar takes one of the stones and places it in the palm of your hand. He closes his fingers over it and then tells you to grasp his, his clenched hands with both of yours. Hesitant at first, but believing that you have nothing to fear from the kindly old man, he follows the instruction and almost at once a strange sensation falls over you. I lose the stones and I gain, gain 7,296 experience from the silver stones. A 128 experience from that one green stone. Nothing quite like them. You'll now attest to that. That's just the least of what they're good for, my do. I could never rightly thank you enough, Soup. Asimov again thanks you for finding the stones and tells you that he can now get back to more pressing matters. You just, you'd wonder just what they might be. This is for your trouble, though it's hardly enough, he says, tossing you a leather pouch. What's he even searching what those are in the pouch, though? Might be worth sending one of the markets. Take them. They're yours. You appear into the pouch and discover it contains a small quantity of adventurer tokens. Sixteen adventurer tokens! Oh my! I found that pouch on one of my scrolls in the old wood. Don't suppose someone would leave something like that just lying about. Must have slipped off a belt, likely enough. You're about to bid Aldemar farewell. The old man steps over to a, 
to a cupboard and removes from it a small vial of green liquid. He places the vial on the table before you and tells you that it is a potion he's concocted with some ingredients he was able to gather out of the forest. Of course, not all the ingredients come from the forest. Got quite a bit, got quite a mystical quality to it. Go on then, drink it down if you will. Don't think you're likely to be disappointed. The very least I could do after all the trouble you've gone to recently on my account, I'm going to drink the potion. Take hold of the small vial and quickly down the green liquid it contains. The potion is sickingly sweet, and within only a few moments of consuming it, a strange, indescribable feeling comes over you. The strange feeling passes, and you are left feeling completely refreshed. 512 experience to all skills and powers. There, there now, says Odomar, smiling. Looks as if the old mix works as intended. Pity though it's so difficult to come by ingredients for it. Well, best be up at dawn tomorrow and off in search of them again. Uh, polite, you politely inquire on the ingredients potion you just consumed, and Albert playfully tugged his finger at you in response. I'm afraid that must remain a secret. Perhaps though I can make up make up another of those for you sometime. An even more potent one now I've got my collection back. Thanks to you. At last you bid farewell to Adamar, and before you depart, thanks you once again for finding and returning his lost stones. Wishes you luck on your adventures, and tells you to stop back to visit him any time you're nearby. With a final wave, you turn away from the doorstep of his small cottage, and once again set off on your way. Okay, I'm going to west at the village of Deepwell. Which has its own things going on. Yep, I'm going to save there. We are now done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.